What's up, everybody? Welcome to World Football Talk. I'm your host, Ryan DiLorenzo. Brought to you in the helm, El Capteon. Brought to me again. How you doing, Quentin? What's going on, boys? Thanks for having me. Uh, I think this is my third or fourth time. Full, full on in it at this point. Yeah. He, we're going to have like a spray painted wall and like for the founders and Q's face is definitely going to be on there. There's going to be a Mount Rushmore of world football talk. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. For, uh, you heard it here first, folks. The second two spots are still up for grabs. So if, if you're trying to get in on it, you got to start trying to get on the pod. Yeah. Hit me up. You know, if you, you want to talk, if you want to do some banter, some bullshit. I'll be here. I'll be here all year. It's 2023. We brought in... It brought, the year brought in some good games, Q. We, yeah, no. We started off in phenomenal uh, classic Premier League fashion. A lot of good games. A um, lot of Chelsea disappointment. <laughs> New year, same Chelsea. Uh, but we'll see if we can turn it around. Trust the process. Yeah, I mean, not a lot. I think losing Reese James was... I didn't know how bad a thing it was going to be for them. I knew they losing them before the World Cup was very tough. They started struggling in the back. But now that he might be out to like February, how do they how do they replace him? I don't know. Well, I don't think he's somebody you want to replace. He's definitely going through a bad spell of injuries. Um same with Ben Chilwell who has just as good or just as much, not not as much, but not as much contribution, but just as big of an impact in the confidence going forward even. Not so much in the defense. Um, but those guys missing is going to cost us big time in the goal-scoring goal department, even though they're listed as defenders. Uh, they contribute huge. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious for both of them. I don't think they're expected to be out too long. Uh, but... Once they come back, it should be it should be better. I mean, yeah, they have a month. I think I think I saw that uh, Reese James has a month. Which, for, I mean, if you're looking deeper into each team's season, I mean, it's pretty good for Champions League. Uh, they start back up in February, so could be, you know, just one of those things where, all right, you you know, you're still recovering from that injury. Let's keep you out another month because we have Champions League to worry about. That should definitely uh, be their main focus is Champions League. Yeah. Um, what are they, ninth right now on the table? Yeah, if they if they could battle for top four, great. Um, otherwise, I mean, if they don't win Champions League, I think Europa League is it for us at the end of this season. I don't think it's possible. They are a couple a couple games behind um, in, the, in the table, but I don't think it's possible for them to compete for the Premier League title. Not at all. I mean, no, it's not a wild take. No, I feel like there's only like three teams right now that are competing. One of them being obviously Man City. Um, Man City struggled this weekend, which was it was kind of fun to see. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of fun seeing City struggle in the Etihad. You know, seeing Pep get all frustrated and stuff. On their own turf, yeah. Right on their own turf. I mean, you could see it in Holland that, you know, this affected him. This tie affected him. And shout out, you know, Damari Gray. Oh, oh my God. If you saw that goal, I hope you guys watch the highlights. I mean, 
What a snipe. Snipe. He, you know, comes over from Leicester first year on the team for Everton. They needed a midfield winger type player. And, you know, you deliver on the big stage against one of the biggest clubs right now in England, probably the world. Yeah. I mean, it was was a fantastic finish. He's uh, done decent coming in this year. Um, his I think his spell in Germany last year the loan uh, did him well a little bit of confidence, um, but he's a, he should continue to provide for Everton and if Frank Lampard wants to do something or keep his job even, <laughs> uh, that's one of the players he should be relying on to provide if it's not goals assists or you know just create week in and week out. He's a uh... It was a hell of a game. I mean, honestly, it was a tough battle for both teams. Uh, talking about Man City, Everton. Uh, Everton needed that. I think they needed a little confidence boost. They're not a bad team. Coming into the World Cup, se- uh, World Cup season, they were they were starting to perform. They were starting to find their feet. So I think it's a good thing to see from a team that was battling relegation last year, this year, kind of the same thing kind of in a form where you know sitting right now they're in 16th place only a point above 18th place relegation zone so getting a draw in Manchester huge for them absolutely yeah, a huge. great great result for a team in that position I was also uh, really impressed with um, so we're recording this today Monday uh, January 2nd um, but one of the games that happened today, we watched the Brentford-Liverpool game. And just to even go back on Brentford, their 2-0 win against West Ham was, I mean, Ivan Tony shows up clutch, picks up that knock at the end of the game. But from, you know, what from Thomas Frank said, he said he's pretty much good to go. He was supposed to play in this game, but they didn't even need him. At that point, I mean, obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, incredible for them to pull out a victory against a Liverpool squad. It's unbelievable. And a West Ham squad. Yeah, they're in a good run of form. I'm confused how Tony's still allowed to play. I heard, so I heard his suspension won't really start kicking into this year. If they do oh, okay. even, it could be a next year thing. Like they might. so he's like boys. I don't have I don't have a lot left. Let's just, let's get some dubs, and they're just like let's do this for Ivan. Yeah, it's very he, possible. Let's do this for Ivan. He's got thirty dollars on us today. <laughs> <laughs> he's got our over. It was probably good odds. I I, I, I took if, them. If we're only down by two in the last in with the ten minutes left, letting another so we could hit the over. Yeah, let's hit the over, bro. Like I got the money on it. He, you think he ever like had like did shit like that on the nah, pitch? I don't think he ever even bet on himself. I think he bet on other teams in England probably, which you know shouldn't do it. But you should only be able to bet the over on yourself, and nothing at all else. Yeah, like, like he's on Brentford. Obviously, should he be able to bet Man City, Chelsea? I mean, if you're in the Championship or like the league below that, what is that League One? Yeah, EFL League One. I th- I guess yeah, Maybe. it definitely shouldn't be allowed if it's teams in your league. Uh, but I think why not? Why couldn't? Why does Harry? Why is 
Harry Kane not allowed to bet on EFL too. Yeah, it's a good point. If he wants to have some fun and watch some football. Can they bet on like other sports? Like can they bet on like the NFL and the oh, NBA? They have to Cricket? be allowed to. Yeah, right? Maybe it's just your own sport you're not allowed to. Which is fucked up. But I guess there's inside knowledge or whatever. I guess you could throw a game if you really wanted to. Oh, Juve. We'll see where Juve goes. I don't. I mean, I guess this time it's not about throwing games, but if you know about their scandal back in the early 2000s. What was their... I don't know what this is. Uh, they, like... Um, don't... You could fact check me here. Uh, and like I said, every podcast, let us know in the comments. But... Um, they like threw games through officials or something, or there was a Serie A scandal with the officials and they were the culprits of it. Uh, and they were relegated to Serie B very early in the 2000s, but some players stayed and got them, uh, promoted right back to Serie A. That would have been a fun year to bet on them. (laughs) (laughs) For them to win the, the, whatever league, uh, Serie A, Serie B? Serie B, uh, to make it, for them to win the league was probably like minus a thousand, couple couple thousand points. Is that good odds? That's bad. Like, I mean, if you, the only way you could make a hundred bucks if you threw a thousand down. Oh, okay. So not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're going to win the league. Yeah. Like they were 100% projected to win the league. Yeah. So players like, uh, again, I, I might throw a, a name that's wrong here, but Buffon. Chiellini, um, some Italian legends, or uh, sorry, Juventus legends, they stayed and played in Serie B for a season. It's pretty badass some for other, them. Yeah, absolutely very cool for them to stick with the club. Um, some other big names, uh, I think Zidane left right before right before they played in Serie B, uh, but that was for a record fee, so it helped out the club tremendously. That's when he signed for Madrid. Um but they had big names. And they they, and they, they gave were away. Like, you guys got to play in the second league. That year they gave away Zlatan. They gave away Patrick Vieira. It's a shame we didn't get to see him in Juventus more, but go ahead. Who else? Who did they bring in? Zanetti. So they were still signing people, even though like they were in the Serie uh, B. Moving to the se- second division. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. That's wild. I was thinking about it today, that that situation. And how do you think a team would do if they got in trouble for something and they said, you can only play your academy products in, in in your league? So let's say Juventus, instead of having to go to Serie B, couldn't sign anyone. They would have had to sell players to, you know, make... What meet whatever Stay financial regulations they need to meet, um, but you could only you, you can't sign anybody. So you only so imagine there was like a team of like three players who were from the first team, and then all just the U twenty three squad. Would they get absolutely smoked? Oh yeah, probably not by like mid to low tier teams, but like Inter. Roma, Milan. Yeah, but to a, a team like Juventus or a top dog in their in their nation, their nation's league, like if if it happened to Juventus today, how do you think Juventus's U twenty three would do? 
against the rest of the league. I don't think they'd qualify for Champions League. Would the, the main debate or the main thing, 100,000%, in my mind, would be just to stay safe and stay up. But would a, a U23 team be able to do that? I think so. I mean, we're talking about teams like... I think just the opportunity to do that would motivate them enough to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about you haven't you haven't gotten minutes. Now you have to get minutes because your team got into some shit. This team's paying you. You're not going to not show up. Yeah, imagine the intensity in the preseason. Yeah. And it's a bunch of young 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 lads trying to just fucking earn a spot. You fuck up one game, next. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I wonder how deep they could go. Dude, they would, they would be running through. <laughs> There'd be a, a, the best player in the U16s. Why not? Didn't AC Milan play like a 18-year-old this year already? Maybe uh, Maldini's, Maldini's son. I mean, there are some young players out there. Makoko is still only 17 at Dortmund. Yeah, that's crazy. But he's gone after this year. He won't sign a new contract, which is wild. I can't believe it. I'm almost heartbroken. Where do you think he's going to go? I saw that he's going to Barcelona for free. What? Why? Because his fee is too, too much to re-sign him? I think they, he just won't re-sign. He's like, I could go elsewhere. I'm going elsewhere. Damn. That kind of sucks as a team to have a player... I mean, I guess it's like the structure of the first contract they sign. You kind of have to, if they're your guy, you sign them for a lot of years. Because if you do eventually want to sell them within their time of being on contract, the team has to pay you a fee as a team. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like it kind of makes sense to sign young talent to larger contracts year yearly wise yeah but it's a gamble because if they don't pay off or they don't plan out that's true this is the game they play all right well, what prem game are we on well we we were talking about um the just brentford in general playing really good football right now um beating liverpool today 3-1 beating west ham last week 2-0 away and now they're sitting now they're sitting in seventh place Brentford. When's the last time we've seen Brentford sit this high? Almost, we're a game away from halfway through the season. I don't think it's ever been. Yeah. I think wasn't Brentford uh, the club that was the first time ever promoted to the top division? It's possible. Because Fulham's definitely been in in the league, and so has Nottingham Forest and Wol- uh, Wolves were. They were in the league last year. Was it Bournemouth? I'm sorry, what was that? The teams that got promoted this year. I think it was Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, Fulham, and one other team. Bournemouth, Forest. Fulham, and... Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Forest, and Fulham. Bournemouth, Fulham, and Forest. What? Three teams? Three teams. Yeah, you're right. Three teams get relegated. Three teams get promoted. Correct. And yes, Brentford... This when they were promoted back into the top flight uh, two three years ago was the first time they were back in the top flight in seventy four years. 
Yeah, I draft I drafted uh Ivan Tony, his rookie his his rookie prem season. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone was calling me an idiot and I said, You got you no just money. watch. Dude, just, that was just your, watch. That was your eighteenth pick. Nobody was calling you an idiot. Everybody had the draft turned off. It was auto picking. Bro, you're I took him early. Just like I took Mitrovic earlier this year, and everyone was like, Who? Who the hell is this guy? I was like, dude, you gotta watch his highlights. We knew who Mitrovic was. Did you? I did. I know, you probably did. Everyone else was like, why are you taking him in the fourth round? I was like, just sit and watch. Should have taken Karen Trippier that round, but... He's in my squad now. I know. I w- he would have fell. Mitrovic would have fell. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> but other than that uh, West Ham game, uh, Brent- uh, Brentford flying high. I mean, Liverpool got a... Really bad win against a struggling Leicester City right now. Two own goals by, what was it, Fez? Faiz something. Faiz. Yeah. Uh, Belgian guy. It's a bad day. Tough day in the office. Unlucky. It's a bad, it's a sad day. I mean, I can't imagine his feelings after the game. <laughs> like, One of them I don't know bad. if I've ever scored an own goal in a league game. I mean, that wasn't indoor. Um, but... To score two in the prem yeah. when you're old enough to understand what that the implications. That is. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Cause they were they were doing good, bro. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Shrewsbury Hall. Shrewsbury Hall. Shrewsbury Hall. Great opening goal. Just like takes it up, almost like a hockey player. You know, just like deke this fucking way through, gets it on target. Just fucking puts it right over Allison's right shoulder. Just beautiful finish. Yeah, I mean, could the keeper have done something? Maybe, but it it was clinical. It was it was placed well. Um, yeah, he slowly just kind of walked his way up and was like, "No okay, defender, yeah, no defender." I'll shoot it if you if you want me to. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see um, from Dewsbury Hall, but uh, Dewsbury Hall, but you know, tough giving up two own goals. Both coming in the second, uh, first half. Nothing in the second half. In Anfield, you could probably get a point out of that game, because Liverpool did not look good. And I'll continue to say it, Nunez. They, they, I mean, he's two a waste of goals, a signing. Two own goals speaks for itself. You definitely could have gotten something. Yeah. Out of that game, but I disagree. I think Nunez is having a good first season, and I think he'll just pop off either next year or the year after. Well. If we're talking about now, he's not good. He does not have it. They should have signed um, the other Portuguese player at Benfica who scored a hat trick for Portugal. Uh, Gio something. Gonzalez. 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 But, nah, I mean, they got Cody Gakbo coming in. We'll provide some competition for him up top. And... All he's got to do is clean it up. And, I mean, from a professional standpoint, you've made it this far. There's no doubt in my mind he has the ability to clean up his finishing or his final product. Is The runs he makes off the ball is phenomenal. He just has that little tiny piece of finesse missing. And I think he'll put in the work and end up fulfilling his price tag. I mean, you got to love it, though, from, like, Liverpool perspective, they 
any other team would be like, yo, get this guy off the fucking pitch. Liverpool, well, Liverpool fans chant his name all the time. It's funny you say that because he, he, he misses sitters. Yeah, well, he was in today, uh, wide, wide part of the 18, picked his head up. Nobody really filling the box because um, it was a through ball. And he just went for a power far post and just shanked it out for a goal kick. But even Salah, who was in, I haven't seen him be the, you know, uh, positive teammate that some players are. He was clapping and encouraging his Cause effort. You, so because yeah. you, you, so you need him to that shoot. alone, that alone lets me know that they see it in training. They yeah. see, they know that he has the ability to do that. He might just have the 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 wise. Right. It's just game time. Maybe he, get, he gets the shakes first season. Got the yips. The yips, fuck. If I ever get the yips as a golfer, I think I, I just take me out. I don't if if I can't hit a golf ball anymore. There, that's it. I was just watching this episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's when the doctor that's about to perform surgery on uh, Larry's dad, they go golfing. <laughs> He's about to go putt, and he gets the yips. So it starts this whole thing where Larry's like. I can't let this guy give surgery to my father. He's got the yips. Oh, that that's a funny ass. Oh, like imagine a heart surgeon <laughs> who can't make a two foot putt, and this guy's got to cut your chest open. Yeah, like he's like, yo, let's go golfing before you get we get the surgery. That's the last thing I want to do before a big a big moment is go golfing. Like, why you, not? You, what about if it's your last time breathing, bruv? Well, that's different. If it's before I have to. Uh, you know, perform oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. my I, profession. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golfing is yeah, yeah. the last thing you need because yeah, even if that you stress. Yeah, I mean, even if you're an amateur golfer, you're trying to do better every time. That's just not needed stress. Yeah, he goes in. He just lost, you know, a couple k, in like a in like a betting betting match with his boys. Yeah, that's all you're thinking about. He's yeah. cutting cutting an artery on me, and he's thinking. I could have hit that putt on the fucking 14th green. You think he's good? Yeah, he's fine. Sew him back up. I got to go to the driving range. Doctor, his heart stopped. I can hear the machine. (laughs) Call it. (laughs) Can we resume this later? Uh, All right. All right, let's... uh, All right, yeah, let's go back to it. So, um, other than... Um, we also had Man U with a very good win away in, uh, I kept, I can't remember what, what's the Wolverhampton Wonders stadium called? Was it like Mol- Molinex or something like that? Maybe the Molineux. The Molineux. I'd have to look at the name. But, um, Manchester United come out. It was a very cagey affair. I mean, there wasn't really a lot given for each team to do not a lot of opportunities but uh Rashford puts one away with a powerhouse move like stiff arms him like he was you know a linebacker or something uh, running back yeah it was that was a good forward play I actually remember watching that one and being impressed with his ability to stay on his feet and get through the tight uh defense there and uh be able to slot it home I think it went through the keeper's legs yeah I think it was a five hole uh, good finish though, and a great play to get to the to the opportunity to finish. United players get strong. I feel like you see this a lot with United players. They, 
you see them, they're like, they come in kind of scrawny. And then within a year, these people are like curling like 80 pounds. It's the the weight room when all of them like. Yeah. Yeah, it was the weight room because they probably didn't have like, like sensory deprivation tanks and like cryo tanks. Well, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, now a lot of players come into men you like that and um, are able to transform himself. A couple names uh, that just come to mind are Valencia. Beast. Nani. Beast. <clears throat> when they show up to Man U, they're scrawny little kids, but it could just be the way they grow up. It's true. F- Phil Jones. Phil Jones is always a beast. Is he still at United? I think so. Good. Yeah. As he should be. He'll, he'll, he'll join the coaching staff eventually. Yeah. Retire there. That's what they do. Yeah, it's what they do, United. But um, great game for them. Um, and then the 10 o'clock games on, what was that? Uh, the 31st, uh, New Year's Eve. Some really good games. I'll just point, pinpoint a couple of them out that we really enjoyed. Um, Fulham's in form. Fulham is in form. They have a two. They won two, two, uh, two one against Southampton at home. Southampton's not a team you could really sleep on. They they pulled one out, which is just fun to see these guys play. I mean, eighth place sitting in eighth right now. Seventh Brentford. Eighth Fulham. It's crazy. Yeah, to see those two teams up there is nice. But uh, other than that, I mean, the top of the league looks like pretty much who you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, we saw a nice uh, Crystal Palace win away, which is good to see from the from uh, from a good London team. Um, you know, might be one of the best London teams, honestly, out there right now. Crystal Palace. Yeah, they definitely have the attack that I mean is exciting. I like uh, players like Eze and um, Alise, very uh, young, exciting guys who probably will be picked up by bigger English teams. Um, but they pr- they proved it in the championship, and now they're taking it to the prem at the big stage and doing really really well. I feel like they've been in the prem for a long time, Crystal Palace too. Crystal Palace, yes, yeah, yeah. But oh, those, what? Uh, those guys that I was talking about, were, gotcha, are more new to the prem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also saw two ties that I don't think anyone really expected them. We had a uh, city draw home against Everton. I think did we touch on that before? I think we touched on that before. Uh, City's just looking, they're struggling to uh, get past teams that, honestly, they, I was listening to today, they they struggle against teams that play defense the way Brentford played against them. Teams that sit back? Yeah, but like, are always ready for the counter. Like, always have, um, what's that striker's name? So, starts with an M. Embuemo. Embuemo. Embuemo just chills on the half field line, mid midline. Waits for the ball to come out, and it's just like a rocket. Boom, he's gone. Finds it in space, gets a good touch. Yeah, it was crazy to see him pa- uh, sprint past Van Dyke earlier yeah. today. I mean, different match week than we, uh, we've we been talking about. But when you see somebody sprint past Van Dyke with, with that ease, and then you see him slow down a little bit when he has the ball. But uh, Van Dyke is not slow. No. He's, so he's, a, he's a dangerous player on the counterattack against a team like City. Yeah. And uh, shout out Brentford. Um, against the Big Six. Beat United 3-0. Beat Man City 2-1. Beat Liverpool 
3-1. Tied Tottenham. Tied Chelsea. Yeah, that's impressive stuff. Yeah. That's really good um, managerial work. Thomas Frank, baby. Yeah, he's doing a great job. And then you have your big players like Ivan Tony, who could, uh, I mean, say what you want about him in the press right now. But if he went to a team like Chelsea or Liverpool, um, you know, you could say that's the missing puzzle piece for a team like that. It's a player with that quality leading the front line. Yeah, and he was rumored to uh, transfer a lot in this upcoming year. So I hope he stays. I really do. Well, I unfortunately, I think the legal betting rules will hinder his ability to make a big move or something. But um, I think he could kill it at a top-level Premier League club. Yeah. I would like to see him just chill at Brentford his whole career and they stay in the Prem for... 20 plus years. Yeah, and he's just a legend. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. Of course. Um, but other than that, we got one of the best games. The only game I won money off of. Um, we had Brighton Hoban Albion hosting Arsenal. Opens with an early soccer goal. Soccer to score was like plus 240. Anytime goal. It was awesome. And, uh, who else? Saga and then Odegaard. Odegaard had a nice goal. Bounced it over the defender. Hit it into the ground in that area. Crowded box. You know, you can never know what happens. I love that shot. Good technique. I don't know if he tried it, but I think that was probably his thought process. It was like, let's just see. Yeah, let's just see where this goes if I just hit it into the ground. Because it could skip anywhere. I mean, once you kick it into the ground, the physics behind the ball kind of just go out the window. Yeah, it could bounce anywhere. Yeah. I feel like if if you kick it straight in the air and it hits something, yeah, it has a possibility of deflection to go into the net, but honestly, it has a bigger probability of deflecting and just going over the bar. Whereas, like, I feel like if you dig it into the ground, that thing's coming off the ground. Yeah, it gets some top spin. Yeah. It stays low. It's going to stay low if it gets deflected. But, um... <clears throat> Amazing game. Arsenal go up 3-0. Three, three Brighton, Hope, and Alvin starts making it a game. They had a couple goals called off sides. Matoma, uh, what, a millimeter of his fucking boot. Would have made it a 4-3 game in like the 88th minute. Yeah, it was unfortunate to see that one called off, but that's what VAR uh, will provide for you. Fucking VAR. Some bullshit. Would have been fun. Would have been fun for the boys to make it a little... Doozy, a little three, four, three. I think the extra time, there was like six minutes extra time. Something would have been crazy ending to the game. But uh, Arsenal took care of business. And they're a team that's riding hot right now. First place by like seven points. Yeah, by a large margin in front of Man City by, um, yep, seven points. Same amount of games played by those two. And, and they're sitting comfortable. I think they have some tough matchups coming up though. So... We'll kind of see how it goes with them. I think they have to play City again. Did they play already? They had to play already. We're already 19 games into the season. Arsenal City? Yeah. Um, I'm sure they did, but to, uh, I'll look back real quick. I have it right here. I don't see it, bro. Maybe they haven't played yet. They have to. I mean, yeah, I guess not. 
Could I think be, they had a game a that was scheduled. Yeah, a postponed game. I think they had a game that was scheduled and it just never happened. Um, or maybe they just haven't made it into the schedule yet. It's possible. I thought you had to play every team at least once before you started playing teams that you played before. But I could be wrong. I'm sure they they have to make do with scheduling. Well, they don't play City until February. I saw that, yeah. So, it's kind of good news for them. Um, Even if City beat them, right? If they had to play this weekend and City won, Arsenal would still be four points ahead. Yeah. They have a tough road. Um, Not that bad, actually, now that I'm looking at it. They host Newcastle this week. Uh, Tomorrow, to uh, be uh, exact. Which I think... I could see a draw. I could see an Arsenal win. I could see a Newcastle win. This game is really up in the air. I don't. I don't even want to touch it. We'll eventually get into predictions for the upcoming week, but just to go over their schedule, looking forward, um, hosting Newcastle away at Tottenham the fifteenth of January, home against United the following weekend, away at Everton first week of February. Home against Brentford. We'll see the form that they're in. And then that's their city game. So, you know, they really should be still... I think there's like a some type of stat that any team that was up in the league by seven points at this point in the season has always won the Prem. Well, the next couple games will tell you uh, if they're able to get... Through to city the city match without dropping points, then you know that they're gonna make a push for it. Yeah. I mean, obviously it looks like they're going to, but if they get to city without dropping points, it'll be almost impossible for them to to lose it. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, Arsenal just their team to watch right now. I think they're the team to beat. Having fun, having fun out there. Looks like it. Yeah. And then uh, on New Year's Day, we had a very surprising victory through an Ashton Villa side, scoring two goals in the second half against uh, a pretty sluggish Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah, Tottenham had their opportunities or their possessions in the final third where they could have made something happen, but they were lacking the killer instinct on the day. Um Whereas Aston Villa came out, and when they had their first opportunity, they scored. First shot on goal, first first goal, and that's a great way to set the, the was, mentality for the rest of the match. Was that the Ollie Watkins header? It was the uh, pass back from Ollie Watkins to Buendia. Yes, yes, yes. Good finish. I thought he was going far post. Yeah. Tucked in near post. Lloris was going the other way. And uh, that just gave them a little bit more confidence that they needed to shut down in the back and capitalize on their opportunities, which they did on the next end game. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to see if you're a Tottenham fan. Um, it's tough to see. You you just expect your team to come out, be dominant at home, in front of a home stadium but that that could also be it too. The the top the Hotspurs are almost like they fucking Yankees. You know, I don't know if the energy's in that stadium. You know what I mean? 
It's very corporate. Yeah, I mean, it's corporate the, London. They have a new stadium. Um, That's where if you're on business in London, you go to go see the new Tottenham Stadium. Go see a home Tottenham game. You're not cheering. I don't know enough about that type of culture. I don't think. I could be wrong. I could be um, wrong on that, but I just find Tottenham to be one of the how how do you say um, corporate teams in the league, even though they haven't won anything. Well, still. yeah, yeah, I think that goes right on on brand. They're like, uh, what's the what's the word for like gold plated? You know, it's a big big word in global history. Back in tenth grade. Uh, where like it's it's gold on the outside, but you get into the the works of it, and it's just like copper or some f- f- fake ass metal. They're fake ass metal. Yeah, yeah. Like they look good. They, they got they got World Cup winners. They got the 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 league's third time all leading goal scorer. They got Huang Min, the international sensation. But then, you know, nothing really happens. Nothing. Nothing really. The the club itself, like I I feel I f- almost feel bad that I talk about it on the podcast so much, but there's there's something wrong with Tottenham as a club, and that's why things just don't go their way. So Tottenham has on their stadium a uh, a golden cockerel. I bet you that's fucking full of brass, don't you think? Yeah, outside's gold, inside's copper. No way, it's gold through and through. Yeah, you're right. It'd be silly. That'd be cool though. That'd be like the you ever watch yeah, Game of but Thrones? If, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do real gold, if you're not gonna be wear gold and through and through, why even put it out? Fake. Fake. Hollow. It's a hollow go- golden statue. Bottles. Hollow like bottles. Hollow. Because they're bottlers. Not if they're full. They ain't hollow. It's Tottenham not full. <laughs> this is fucking true. This is uh brought to you by facts.com. <laughs> um but to end match week what was that 18? <laughs> to end match week 18 disastrous tie <laughs> by um Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest though. <laughs> Listen, I'll give it to them. They played a very intense style of football that I don't think Chelsea was ready to match. Being away, you know, not having players that are performing well. It's just one of those things that I feel like, you know, if you're not if you're not going into that game ready to fucking die, you're going to tie. Or, you know what, you probably fucking should have lost. Well, I think the impression from the Chelsea players in the first half was that I think they had a good first half, a great first half, um, and Nottingham stuck to their game plan. Chelsea was still able to break it down, um, but they weren't ready for a reaction that uh, Forrest gave in the second half. Uh, the high press at times and quick counterattacks and creating some opportunities. I mean, at one point for about 10 minutes, uh, Chelsea were just pinned in yeah. uh, defending their goal. That's how they got their goal, Chelsea, too. They were pinned, and uh, they just broke out, found Sterling, and he took it in. Yeah, but that, 
I mean, they had so many opportunities from build-up playing the first half. Yeah, I mean, Nottingham gave him the press. Uh, they gave him the press. It was very, you know, they didn't have the possession. They had more shots. They had uh, 12 shots. Chelsea with seven. And Chelsea probably had six in the first half, and Nottingham probably had four in the first half, yeah. if that. It was probably like 10 to 1 in the second half. Yeah. What Chelsea is missing? A lot of people. I mean, they're missing they're mi- their main no, men. They're missing an identity. They have, uh, you know, you talk about Nottingham Forest, a team who signed 22 or 23 players in the transfer window coming into their uh, returns to the Premier League season. And people are like, oh, obviously they're not going to do well. They just signed 22 or 23 players. Chelsea have a lot of those guys. I mean, Havertz, has he ever been... He never has looked like he's been at home at Chelsea, even though this is year three. Um, You have midfielders like Zacharia, whose first season at Chelsea, and I like... I think he should be given more opportunities. Kovacic has to be better. Jorginho has always been trash. Um, <laughs> he could score a PK, though. He probably doesn't even have a great record at PKs. I thought he did. I thought he did. I'd like to. I would guarantee you he's missed at least a fifth of his last of his, of his PKs at Chelsea. One fifth. He's only missed four times. And how many? Out of twenty nine. Okay, so that's more like an eighth, but less than an eighth even. But he has Still. netted twenty five ma- uh, twenty five penalties and matches for the Blues, not inc- including shoot- shootouts, and just missed four times. But that's all I know about him. I don't. I don't think. One seven. Like, I agree with you. I don't think he's a player that changes a game. Or yeah, no, he's not. And I mean, you gotta look at this too. I mean, Jorginho, I think would be phenomenal for Barcelona after Busquets. <laughs> Is that a shot at Busquets? Or? No, 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 no. That's just the type of player that they are. Small passes, uh, simple long passes, keep it in pressure. But when it comes to taking a shot, driving out a player, making a difference, not their job. Yeah. Well, also we got to kind of look at Chelsea. I'll go over their injury list. Wesley Fofana. Starter. Gone till mid-January. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Few weeks. Reese James. Starter. Late January. Nicola Conte. Starter. Late February. Edward Bendy. Not a starter. starter. Shut nah, up. Keppa. You like Keppa, bro? I take Keppa over Mendy. Bro, Keppa, after he pulled the stunts that he pulled in that, what was it, like uh, the it was Capital the Le- One Cup? Le- Carabao Cup, the League Cup. Bro, and what a fucking piece of shit. Yes, he should have came off the pitch, but Mendy is And then sh- he lost the PK. Not good, bro. Mendy's a beast. No, he's not. He's bigger. He has and- better reactions. Nah, he's taller. That's it. That's all I give him is size. He's got worse feet, worse worse fundamentals. I don't see it. Continue, though. Uh, Ben Chilwell. Starter. Few weeks. And uh, Brojo. 
Broja. Armando Broja. Broja. It's four starters. Four, Late August. He's four, he's done. Four people who are if they're healthy, one thousand percent. Yeah, it's a bad start. injury list for sure. So you gotta give it to the Chels. I mean, it's tough. They're going through a little tough patch, but I'm okay with it. Like I said on the last podcast. There. Every team's been there. I'm okay with them being where they're at right now. And we might miss out on some Champions League next year. Maybe it gives us the ability to focus on Prem and push for, you know, a second place finish. I'd be okay with second place next year. That should be the goal. Yeah. Well, other than Prem, um, in other league news, we have a uh, a Serie A battle. I mean, a La Liga battle. That's kind of... Might be, it might start becoming one of the best ones we've seen in a while. I mean, we have Barcelona, 15 games played, 38 points. Uh, Real Madrid, 15 games played, 38 points. Pretty much the two front runners, but we could see them. Uh, you know, this could be a fun end of season matchup where I think they had to play one more time. There's one more um, El Clasico, but. You know, Atletico Madrid's winning games. Real Sociedad sitting in third, winning games. Yeah, it's it's good to see the classic of our lifetime head-to-head battle for the league. Um, I You know, I thought Madrid would be further along. I think it's been a little disappointing for them. Yeah. Um, Benzema, losing Benzema's big. Yeah, Benzema's not been healthy, but... If if Vinicius is the player that a lot of us think he is, he should be carrying the attack enough. Um, I don't watch La Liga enough to tell you how their defense is doing or how that's going, but I thought from an outsider's perspective with the all the news that Barcelona has been in, obviously they spent a ton of money in the transfer window. Um, I thought Madrid should have a a hold on the lead. In the league, but um, at the same time, you can't really you can't disrespect Barcelona and not acknowledge what they're doing. Uh, yes, is what they're doing legal? Is that question? But the fact that they were still able to attract the players and bring the talent and perform at the level that they are to be in the position that they're at, which is first in the league based off goal differential. Um, Got to give it to them. Yeah. I mean, they drew against Espanol this past weekend. So, it's a little tough to see from them, I would say, in a game like that. Getting a red card. Jordi Alba getting a red card late in the game. But, um, you know, I think we got to see more out of... I think we got to see more out of Rafinha. I've heard they're trying to end his claws. With Barcelona as soon as possible this January transfer window. Good. Send him to Chelsea. That wouldn't be bad. That'd be a great pickup. Send him back to Leeds. That'd be an even better pickup. For them, yeah. That'd be fun to watch. Um, Fatih didn't have a good game. But, you know. Another player who struggled against injuries this season. Or, well, I mean, in his young career, he's struggled against injuries the whole time. Yeah. And then in other world news, PSG dropped a game to Lens. Lens, however you say that. I'm not French, so uh, if you are French out there, let me know how I, I pronounce that. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, 
it's not great being that lens is second in the table. Uh, that brings it to a four-point gap. But once PSG get the likes of Messi and Neymar back, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit different of a story. I think they should, no problem, I mean, stay on top of the league and win it again. Didn't it's, they lose? it's crazy to see, looking at the league, that they only get two Champions League spots. Yeah. I'm just kind of just putting that together. Didn't they? I think they get three, but they get a qualifier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One has to win a qualifier. Yeah. Two qualifiers, I think. Whatever it is, they have to they have to go to playoffs for it. When um, PSG lost the league for like the first time in like 22 years, who was that against? Monaco. Was it Monaco? No, it was Lille. Lille? Lille? Lille. If it's Lille. It was Lille. Remember Lille won it that one year? With Giroud? No, he wasn't on the team. Back in the day. That's what oh, they... I'm talking about a couple years ago. That had to be Monaco then. No, it was Lille. See if you can... Seasons, I got it. Yeah, go through the seasons real quick. 21-22, PSG. 22-21, Lille. Yeah. And um, wasn't Messi on the team that, that year? That was his first year there? Or was last year his first year there? Last year was Messi's first. Ah. But going back before that, Monaco won it in 16-17. So it's fun. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't talk a lot about League One, but it's entertaining. Yeah, it's good to take a peek uh, at what's going on in different places. Yeah. There was a guy on... Uh, who's that? What was he? Not Iran... Uh, he had a hat trick. Iran. Iran. Um, Sorry. Anyone that was offended. Um, it was a couple days ago. I want to say it was when we recorded. When did we record last time? Wednesday? Oh, I, that's a good question. Was it FC Porto? Who's that player on FC Porto that a lot of people like? Tarami. Tarami had a hat trick. Yeah. It's good to see. What what nationality is he? I think it's Iran. Yeah, uh, FC Porto against Aruka. Yeah, Tarami. Little little early bagger. Yeah, Iran. Good for the thirty year old. He had a good World Cup. Good to see that he's having a good uh, spat with FC Porto. We might even see this in Champions League play. Champions League, man. You talk about blah, 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 but we in Champions League, man. We in Champions League, man. You know? You're done, though. Shout out. Claudio Ranieri and Dave on that last one. <laughs> Let's go over some predictions for this week. We got to let the people know who to bet on. I'll go over the point. So we have a point system. If you guys want to join in, it's a lot of fun. So basically, you go you, you predict every game. Every game is worth three points. If you get the exact score, the exact finish, you get all three. If you get the result correct, so if you bet the draw, I mean, if you say the draw, or you bet the team to win, but you get the score, score wrong, you get a point. If you get neither, you get zero. So uh, last week, out of a total of 30 points, Quinton, three, point, three points. You got uh, the Liverpool win correct, the Wolves win, I mean the United win correct, and uh, the Palace win correct. Good good picks. You could have made a little parlay with Palace, United, Liverpool. Maybe have got like plus 
plus like 200 odds. It's, it's nothing I'm too proud about, but I'll take it. <clears throat> and then we also had, oh, then you had Salah scoring a hat trick. But that didn't happen. Yeah, well, not even close. It could have been possible if they didn't get a bunch of own goals. Maybe if uh, Nunez wasn't playing. Yeah, that's facts. Get him off the field. No, I'm joking. He creates too much. Um, but then we'll go over uh, Vincenzo's. Um, he got six out of 30. Pretty good. Not bad. He got the Liverpool win, the United win, the Palace win, the Fulham win, the Newcastle Leeds draw, and the Brighton also, uh, Arsenal win. I mean, the Arsenal win. It's good. Uh, it's good six points. No scores correct, but good six points. Yeah, I mean, he guessed the result six out of ten. Six out of ten is pretty good. It's yeah, pretty damn it's not good. Bad. Um, would have been a really good parlay. Um, and then I won the week with uh, seven out of thirty. Only guessed, only got five games right, but got the correct score for the Fulham Southampton game. Guessed it two uh, one. Should have been a three one game. Mitro misses a PK, blew my fantasy week. But what are you gonna do? You know. Mitro's not on fire. Mitro's, he's uh, he's starting to lose. You know, the wood's starting to burn a little too much. Cool off a little bit. Yeah. Don't worry. All you gotta do is you gotta add another log. The the internal temperature is already too hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess. My boy's buzzing. He's buzzing over there. Another what? They're a London team, right? Fulham. Yeah. Yes. Another good London team. I would love to see be the less best London team in the area. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's kick it off. Let's get some predictions going on. First take Arsenal hosting Newcastle. Who do you got? Well, I think this is the game of the game of the week. Um two teams that are in great form playing really really well. Uh, exciting. I'd, I'd say Arsenal get the better of them. Uh, wait, sorry. Where are they playing? <clears throat> Emirates. Yeah, I think Arsenal win. <clears throat> Strong performance from the boys. Odegaard's hot. He's doing it all. Uh, 3-1. Uh, Arsenal. They, uh, Newcastle will take their first loss in uh, f- quite a few months. Since August. Pretty nuts. Um, I like that prediction. I don't want to doubt the boys, but they did struggle against Leeds. But also Leeds kind of played a hold back defensive game, whereas I don't really see Arsenal doing that. I see Arsenal getting forward as much as Newcastle gets forward. I think Newcastle backed themselves just a little too much. You think they played too defensive? No, no, no. Too attacking. Oh, where now they're getting exposed. Yeah. With the likes of Salah, I mean, uh, Saka. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough game, man. Martinelli's going to get shut down. Trippier. Unless Trippier goes too far upfield or they catch him off a free kick. Corner kick. Um, I'm going to play it safe. I shouldn't. I should go for the gold. But I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna go two two draw. Love it. I hope I hope that's the case. That'd be a great game. I'm gonna go for a two two draw. It's just how I feel. Um 
but going to our next game, Leicester hosting Fulham. Leicester is in the shits, for lack of better terms. <laughs> really struggling. Really can't find any form. They are uh, currently sitting 13th, 17 points. Fulham off two big victories back-to-back. Could be a little come-down game. You know, away. Lester just got beat. Was Lester home last game? Um, Lester was away in Liverpool. Loses the game 2-1. Those two own goals. I could see a draw. I could also see a Leicester win. Um, it'll it'll be tough. Uh, both teams. I mean, neither team has a crazy attacking threat. Um, I think William adds a little bit of dynamic to the attack for Fulham. Uh. But it'll it'll be tight. It'll be. I think this will be boring. <laughs> I could see it. I could be in like a one score game. I think both teams might be like, "Hey, we need a point. Let's try to uh, get that. And if, if we could get something more, great." Uh, but I don't see either team really taking control of the game and winning by a couple. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fulham two one. And I will go. Did I say a prediction already? No. Yeah, I'm gonna go zero uh, zero. Zero zero. Bunch of goose eggs. Bunch of goose eggs out in the field. Um. Also tomorrow we have Everton hosting Brighton. Great matchup. Honestly, it's a really good matchup. Anytime Brighton is playing is really exciting, I think. They're a fun, fun team to watch. Everton coming off a 1-1 draw. In I the, love boost the confidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's really good. I feel like it's you come into a game, you can win. This could be a 1-0 win, Everton. What, what, what do you think it's going to be? I'll let you go first on this one. Um... At Merseyside, Everton supporters at their back coming off a good result. I think Brighton win 2-1. <laughs> uh, I don't think Lampard has the managerial experience or tactics to go against to Zerbi. And I know I've mentioned, mentioned his name uh, on the pod before. He's, he's going to do some really exciting stuff. And player to watch, um, Mitoma, yeah, from Brighton, yeah, J- Japanese player. That's uh, might be McAllister's first game back as well. It'll be interesting to see how he does in the prem with all the hype around him right now. It's a lot of hype. He was doing well even before the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like obviously the World Cup gives him that uh, little extra boost. There will be confidence. But it will be challenged. It will be confronted. You know? Yeah, it's gonna have to be an earned game for Brighton. Um, they come off a tough loss against Arsenal. Great game, tough loss. Everton, like we said, gets the draw. Um, you said 
What was your prediction? Sorry. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to go for this one. I'm just going to call it out. 1-0 Everton. You could have him at home. I just see... I think Everton have a... They they almost... The Everton reminds me of the New York Jets. That can't be a good thing. It's not a good thing. But the Jets were winning games at one point in the season. And I think Everton, they're just going to catch one of these games at home. Probably be like the highlight of their season. Oh, we beat Brighton. Oh, fuck you, McAllister. Oh, you won a World Cup? Fuck you. And they get one win. And they still probably finish like 15th. But okay. that this one win, I think, against Brighton is going to be... Their defining game of the season? Yeah. Their game that's like, all right, we don't suck that bad. Right, right, right. Makes sense. So... I got the 1-0 win with Everton. I'm probably dead wrong, but... Back your, back your gut. Yeah. Only time. Only time will tell. Um, Following 3, 3 p.m. game tomorrow, we have Man United playing Brighton. I mean, uh, Bournemouth. AFC Bournemouth. Uh, United's playing well. They're pretty much in form at this point. I mean, it's really... It's hard to deny them... That stat, they're scoring goals. Rashford is just playing incredible. Defensively, they're playing lights out. Did, yeah. Did they let up a goal? Who did they play the week before? No, they're they're on the back of uh, three consecutive shutouts. They have Burnley, they beat 2-0. Then they beat Forest 3-0. And they just uh, previously beat Wolves 1-0, uh, which we talked about. Uh, good game, good result. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got Burnmouth on the other end is coming off three shutout losses. So they haven't scored a goal in three games. And, yeah, there's only one way this one's going to go. I'm going to say Man U has a good performance, uh, solid 3 nothing victory. Yeah. I like that. I might, I, I'm going to join you with that as well. I am going to take the 3-0 victory at home you man united home martinez is back baby all right so we we agree on it on a on a prediction we have the same prediction let's predict man of the match i'm gonna go with um man's coming off a world cup a team he will really have a lot of freedom or he'll be the one that they want to break down Burnmouth, I think Fernandez is going to have a great performance. Fuck you. Why did you get to go first? Well. Now I can't pick him. All right, we're both. I won't also pick Bruno. Fair. Fair. I say yes. We both say Bruno. Both say 3 0. Brace. You could could just call this uh, Quinton's podcast that (laughs) D'Lo takes the takes. Yeah. If that was the case, you would have had more than three hits last week. Right. I guess I can't argue right now. Yeah. Um, all right, well, there you go. Throw all the money <laughs> on a uh, Bruno Hattrick 3 0. No, no, no. I say he gets a brace. But be easy there. I don't know if you'll even sco- have a. Um, I could see him scoring a goal. I think maybe. he gets outside the box goal. I don't know why. I just feel like that's his bread and butter. Ball is bouncing around, gets kicked out. Boom. Pow. Bam. Did you say pow? Is he saying pow? Did you scream America when you hit the gas? It was accelerating. 
right, moving on. Next game. Uh, next game, following day. So what would that be? Like Wednesday? Uh, Southampton hosting a not informed, not hand forest. That is Southampton coming off a tough loss against Fulham. Uh, Nottingham pulling a draw out, but week before losing 3-0 to United. I would say this is a shit mat shithole of a match. I'm gonna say because they showed some ambition against Chelsea that Nottingham Forest come out. I mean, Southampton, last place in the league right now. Does that continue? Do they start pulling it together? I mean, with a Bournemouth loss and a Southampton win, Bournemouth's still clear. I mean, Wolves have to take on... For some... Wolves don't have a game this week? Wolves are playing Aston Villa on Wednesday. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be a tough game for them. It's possible Wolves don't come out with that. Nottingham Forest also in relegation zone. So it's two teams battling in relegation zone right now. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be exciting. Yeah. It'll be good to see them both, I think, uh, attack a lot. Um, If you're looking at talent, I think Nottingham Forest is the team to to bet on. But if you're looking at a Premier League experience, I think Southampton will take this one uh, in an exciting 2-1 fashion. I mean... Didn't you just take Nottingham? Didn't you already say? I was... was Proclaiming that I thought they were a decent squad, but uh, I I I also want to give Southampton the two one win. You know what? I'm not. I'm gonna go one. No, 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 no. That's okay. We. I mean, if you still call us, just as impressive. I mean, that'd be funny if we both call this game two one and it finishes two one. Just go with your gut. I gotta go two one. Let's do another man of the match to equalize this somehow. Even though we both have Bruno for the other game. Um, James Gore Prowse for me. I think he gets a PK, and he just has a good game in the midfield. I think that's how they win it. Shea Adams could have some decent attack in the game. Yeah, Shea Adams is is a man that will be looking to make a make a footprint or leave a footprint on this match. I think Maitland Niles is the man. Who's just gonna go off? It'll be a day for him to assert himself as a Premier League player if he can take control of this game. I like that. Um, another game that day: Leeds hosting West Ham. West Ham coming off a tough loss against Brentford, and uh, Leeds coming off a, I would say, a victorious tie against Newcastle at home. And now they're at home again. I think uh, I think they could play a defensive game where they hold West Ham in check. Do they get the ba- do they get a score though? That's the question. Do they do they actually finish the ball? Do they put up enough attack, or are they just looking to find these ties right now in the league, and then find maybe get a big win against a big club and boost themselves up? I personally believe Leeds comes out with this win. Um, West Ham teetering only above on goal differentials from the relegation zone with Nottingham. Um, they have minus nine goal differential. Nottingham with 
minus 22. Leeds only sitting two points above them. It's going to be a tight game. I'm going to give it to Leeds. 1-0 Leeds for me. Okay, I like it because we, we disagree on this one. That's good. I think uh, West Ham just sitting right outside of the relegation zone will kind of turn up a little bit, use it as some motivation. Uh, they definitely have the bigger names, uh, more experienced players for the Premier League. Um, and I think they'll be ready or, you know, they're missing Zuma and Cornet, two good defenders for them, but I think they'll be up for the challenge. I think uh, their their guys up front will be able to get the job done. And if they don't, I think David Moyes will take the axe. That's what I was... That I think this is his game. I think this if, is his sacking game. There's a lot to, lot to take away from this one afterwards. If the players play well and they're motivated and they get they get out a grind out a W. That's how you know that they back the manager. Um, if they're lethargic or they're not up for the occasion, it's a championship game. If David Moyes isn't getting his guys ready to play like they're playing for something um, more than what they are, uh, then he's not the man for the job. Because this is a win or you're fired situation for him. Yeah. Or it should be. It. I think it is. They invested so much in the squad. Um, they could easily get a new coach to come in there and take over and be like, hey, listen, we're turning this season around. We're going to finish middle of the table. Right. And that will be the message. Yeah. So defining game for, for West Ham, and I think they will be able to postpone the David Moyes sacking and get a win this weekend. I'm calling it now. Thursday, David Moyes is fired. Thursday, that's the day after? Yeah. All right. It might even be Wednesday. If they lose that game, they might sack him that game. Yeah, it might be right. Hey, hey, good good run at it, lad. Yeah. But get out. <laughs> We're shipping you to Italy. Don't even don't even look back. Just <laughs> just walk out. Just keep walking. Yeah. Um okay. And you said so what was your prediction, my bad? I said uh West Ham W. I don't know what I said exactly for the score. Uh, I'm gonna go with one nothing. That's my my exact uh, prediction. Word. Then we have uh, Ashton Villa coming off a big dub in London, London against uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers coming off a tough loss at home, um, and they're not a good in away team either. Wolves sitting right now in nineteenth. Ashton Villa twelfth place. I think I could be looking at another uh, 2-0 win for, uh, what's the coach's name from Sevilla? Unai Emery. Is it Unai Emery? Yeah, Yeah. at Aston Villa. Yeah, I could see um, another win from Unai Emery. Yeah, I think he's been a good uh, appointment. Do you have a a number for your... your, uh, I'm saying 2-0 again. They win two games, back-to-back 2-0. It's like an orchestra. It's meant to be. Yeah, I think, like I said last pod, they got the new manager boost. Um, Some of the players are flying, and I don't think Wolves is the team to put an end to that. I think that will probably die out after a matchup with a bigger side. Um, So I'm going to give the win to Aston Villa. I think they'll take it home pretty easily. 
I think 3-0 with a... Uh, let me look real quick. I'm feeling a brace from Leon Bailey. Ooh, I like that. Couple golosos on the left foot. I do like that. If I had a bit, if I had to predict someone to score, I mean Ollie Watkins is always dangerous. Who's their uh, one of their wingers? Um, Buendia could have a good game. Yeah. Uh, you know who I love? I love John McGinn. Me too. I love John McGinn. He's a he's a Suniac lad. Yeah, he definitely would just be running through everyone in the Suniac. Studs up. No no fuck no fucks given. Mm-hmm. He has a very big no fucks given attitude. Yeah, he's he's you know what he's there for. He's there to try to win and go home. Yeah. Yeah, well that'd be He's a family man. He just he's I'm away from the wife and kids. <laughs> Let me get this W. I want to go back to the wife and kids. You know? Yeah. That's John McGinn. Good old Irish lad. Trying to grab a couple of pints. Scottish. Scottish lad. Fuck it. <laughs> Take back everything I said. <laughs> He he's not. hates his family. <laughs> he's anti-family. He doesn't want to leave the pitch. <laughs> so, what do you mean this doesn't go to extra time? Wait, this is a, this is not a tournament. It's tied, isn't it? Give me another thirty minutes. What? No. What? No golden goal. No PKs. Yeah. Not nah, joking. Nothing racial there. That no, was... no, I love you. I'm Irish. I fucking love the Irish. <clears throat> The Irish could take a joke. Yeah. Well, we were talking. Yeah. Whatever. Well, oh no, we were talking bad about Scottish people. I'm not Scottish. I don't know if they can take a joke. Not no. I don't know. Well, uh, it's a joke. They probably guess. would have thought it's funny though. Uh, but yeah, that'd be awesome for Bailey, the Jamaican, to uh pull out a little uh, brace. Danny Ings too could be dangerous. Could be dangerous. Always a threat. What a poacher. What the poacher. Um. Second to last game of the day, we have Red Hot Crystal Palace taking on Tottenham in in uh, Palace's stadium. Was that? I don't know what their stadium's called. No idea. Couldn't tell you. I played on their team uh, in my my career player, and they would say it every game. Palace. Yeah. It's at the uh, Selhurst Park. I yeah. like that. Yeah, Selhurst Park. I like that. I, I'm a fan of Chelsea, uh, Crystal Palace this game. I really think, uh, I think they've been showing persistence. They've been, they've had a good couple games. Big two-nil win, win against Bournemouth. Um, tough loss against Fulham. They, it, uh, it is a London derby, so it's a London tempers derby. will be high. They beat another London team this year. They beat West Ham in November. Decent. Um, they already played Crystal Palace. No, this was against Everton, my bad. Um, Crystal Palace loses to an Everton team. I don't know. I uh, We got a score. You said you like Crystal Palace. I do. I do. I don't know if I like them enough for the win. I do. 2-1. 2-1 Palace. 2-1 Palace. 2-1 Palace. I like it. I, I was leaning a little bit in that direction. Um. If Zaha is having a day, I think Palace could take it home. Um, or one of the other two guys, Olize or Eze. But um, I think Tottenham will be looking to bounce back. Conte will have 
no joke practices this week. I mean, if there is ever a joke at his his training. Um, and I think Tottenham will grind out a, a good draw away from home. I think it'll be hard fought 1-1. Um, very defensive game. I like it. Does Harry Kane score? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Maybe Hoiberg. The guy likes to pop up in big moments. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been doing good too the last couple of games. It's fan- fantastically consistent. Yeah, I think he has uh, three goals last three games. Oh, there you go. Been on Hoiberg to score. I could see Son. I could see Son having a bag. He could. He could always score. Son and Kane. They're always a threat. Um, they got to figure out defensively. That's their problem right now. Is set pieces. And being caught out on the counter. Yeah, it's weird because Conte is the type of coach that would stress those details, the defensive details. It, it comes down to their back line. Their back line is slow to change always. Um, they need to get players in who will be solidified starting. I think they've tried. Sanchez, I thought when he came in, I thought he was going to be a consistent starter. Romero, when he came in, I thought he was going to be a no-doubt starter. Um, Longley from Barca, thought he was going to be a no-doubt starter. But these guys just struggle when they throw on the Tottenham jersey. It's just got to be the jersey. They need to get, uh, I, what's his name, had a goal the other day for Barca, um, Christensen. Christensen? Christensen, yeah. Yeah, this is his first season like at Barca. I think, I think he'll stay at Barca. Yeah. Well, there you have it. 2-1, one, 1-1. One, one. And then uh, the main event, if it turns out to be that way, could be a thrashing. Could be a really good game. It's um, going to be a good game. We have Chelsea hosting Manchester City. Both teams coming off 1-1 one, one draws. You know what's hilarious is I thought you were talking about Arsenal-Newcastle. No. That is also going to be a cracker. That's going to be. Yeah, I guess that we have two headliners. Well, that the Arsenal Newcastle games tomorrow, and then Chelsea Man City. I think they have their own date, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check with the old schedule. Oh uh, yeah, they um Chelsea Man City Thursday, right? Last game for a week. No games this weekend. That's bold. Yeah, they might have like EFL Cup or something going on. Probably. Gotta look that up more in detail, but uh, I'll let you go first. I don't want to go first on this one. Well, at the bridge, I I hope at least for Chelsea to put up a fight. Um, their attack does not convince me that they could score against Man City's defense and Man City's style of play. Um, I think it'd be a miracle for Chelsea to get a result out of this game. Yeah, I I'm feeling the same thing. I'm going to go with uh, 2 nil City. I'm going to go... I mean, dude, remember when Pulisic tied? Did they wound up winning that game or did they tie? When he, remember he had that sick... Fucking took it from half field to net. Yeah. Was that in Prem or was that in the Cup? I think that was Prem. I think they beat him. 2019. It was like COVID. COVID times. Uh, 
Mm, Chelsea won two to one. Wow. Yeah, Williams scored they were as home. well. I mean, dude, if they could do that, and I'm pretty sure at that time they were not in form. Charles? Yeah, I'm pretty sure at that time they were struggling. Question marks on Pulisic. Question marks on the whole Chelsea fucking team. And they wound up pulling out a 2-1 dub. Who Man City won the... No, they lost the league that year to Liverpool. Liverpool's first year winning it in like 50 years. Yeah, forever. Um, Yeah, I just don't have the confidence in Chelsea. Do I have the confidence? I don't. I don't have the confidence. But I don't I don't blame you. I like special events. I like when things reoccur. I like watching Man City lose. So I don't you know, I'm gonna be wrong. But I'm gonna take Chelsea. I'm gonna back the dark blues. Dark horse blues. Dark horse blues. Two one. Two one Chelsea. Okay, I'd like to hear your goal scores. Pulisic. For both? No, for one of them. I'm, I can't. I can't predict both. If oh, I had to go no, a second that's one, fair, that's fair. Um, if I had to pick a second, Mason Mount. I love it. I hope you're right. Who do you got scoring for City? Holland Brace. Nice. I mean. It's going to be fun seeing him go against Thiago Silva. Yeah, if they put on Thiago and Koulibaly, it'll be it'll be interesting. It's going to be a good match. Koulibaly, great World Cup. Yeah. I Dude, mean, that bag he had, sick goal. He had a header against Nottingham, too. I was like, oh, Koulibaly's going up the fields for this corner kick. Oh, he could get on that. He's definitely dangerous, uh, you know, when the ball is sent in. But we'll see. City has, I mean, Chelsea has to cause havoc. They got to cause havoc. Put them under pressure. Don't let them move the ball from side to side, across the pitch, get all their passes in, then work work their way in. Once they hit a side, trap them at midfield like you would on a basketball court. Trap them. If they try to play that long ball out, you got to fucking move. I'm sorry. That's the fucking tactics you have to take to this team. If you put them under immense pre- uh, immense pressure, most of the time they can't handle it. Maybe 60% of the time they can handle it. 70% of the time. But those 40-30% chances, if you're a team that's down and out right now, ninth place, who gives a shit? Let's fucking send it. Yeah. Let's kill them. Yeah, that's when you see your chances. Is you know those few opportunities when you do catch them slipping or catch them slacking, and uh, snag the ball in the final third or the attacking third of midfield, and you're able to uh, you know have a little counterattack. Yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I'm gonna back the Blues this week. Dark horse Blues. Come on, Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. Um. MVP of the week. Holland for his brace against Chelsea. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, my MVP. Hmm. It's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Mitrovic. Two goals. Fall, huh? 
Yeah. Big win. Big win over Leicester. Might uh, propel them. Is it even possible? Let's see. Let's see where they can get to with a win. Can Fulham overtake anyone? If they win, they'll move over Brentford. They can move over Brentford right behind Liverpool. But I also see Brentford. We have Brentford. They already won. So they already played. So. No, no, no. The, the stats on the on the laptop are up to date. So they could they could move ahead of ahead of Brentford, and go even in games with Brentford. Yeah. If they win. And then be leveled on points with Liverpool, but be down on goal differential. And one game in hand for Liverpool. Yeah. So I'm saying Mitro. I'm I I just want to see it. I mean I'm a little biased. I have the man on fantasy. Big Mitro guy. But I just love him, bro. He's just so exciting to watch. Like when they move the ball out wide. I don't even look where the ball is. I just keep my eyes on Mitrovic. I'm like, where is he? And you see him. He's like scheming. He's like moving slow. And then he just, boom, darts. And he's just such a big body, bro. And his touch is so clinical. His head is literally like touched by Maradona. (laughs) He's a gorgeous man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's a a tough player to, to defend on his day. Yeah, well, should be a lot of fun. Um, we have this, and then uh, this these couple games between Wednesday and Thursday, and then we have a nice little break, nice little weekend break. But you know what we come back to? What's that? January fourteenth, which is the Manchester Derby. That'll be a good day. What day of the week is it? Saturday. Very nice. All I want for my birthday is for Man United to beat Manchester City. When's your birthday? Let the people know. Birthday's uh, January 13th. There for, you go. For all those that want to know. So, uh, you know, if this gets somehow hit over to uh, Manchester and, you know, Rashford or Bruno or Fred, if you guys hear this, or anyone on the squad. Throw a t-shirt on that says, happy birthday, Ryan Lorenzo." Yeah, under your jersey and then fucking point to it. And then come on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just make an appearance. <laughs> I'll fly you over here. I have JetBlue points. We'll make it happen. <laughs> okay. If you're willing. It's a lot of fun. Um, we get drunk at the bar. My bar. That's about it. <laughs> Watch some good movies. And it won't cost you a thing. No. Free. Free. And I know you're busy. I know you got a season and stuff. So... Give me an hour. I'll come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fucking fly over there. World football talk. We could go all over the world. World football talk is going to the UK. Going global. We're going to go global. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. As always, brought to you by uh, BetterHelp. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Quid Zavopi. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Love it. Talk to you soon, guys. See you on the next one. Peace out.